Well, welcome everybody to episode 49 of the Blow Off Valve podcast. We're your host, Alex and Tucker. Sorry for missing last week, but uh, we were traveling and uh, it made uh, a few time zones away. So it made yeah. working out of time uh, kind of difficult. But um, we're back and we've got some uh, automotive news to catch up on. So a couple EV topics and then uh, one for my own like petrol fueled art uh, that we can dig into. Yeah. So uh, this was actually kind of interesting. So the Consumer Electronics Show happened last week in Vegas, and Sony uh, actually came out and said that they are getting in the EV car game. And the the interesting part about this is last year they showed off a sedan at CES, the same show, and it was kind of... You know, there was speculation about whether Sony would get involved because this was at the same time that Google was thinking about it. And, you know, especially the autonomous side of uh, electric cars. But Sony came to the show not only with a sedan, but with an SUV as well. And their president, uh, chairman and CEO, uh, Kenichiro Yoshida, uh, said that they're starting a new division called Sony Mobility Incorporated which will start commercializing these electric vehicles. So it sounds like they're really starting to go down the road of being a car maker as well. And there's a lot of complexity we know to building up a car company uh, as a lot of the EV makers, the, the new companies are finding out. But I was curious to see what you think about such an established electronics brand now coming into the car space. You know, my gut knee-jerk reaction is this is a bad idea (laughs) i think this is a very bad idea i mean uh you know they do obviously with evs you know we're looking at a convergence of mobility and electronics Mm -hmm. and sony's a company that that i guess for lack of a better word does have a history of in, in essence making appliances Right, And that, when you read about this car, it sounds like they're going in that direction. Basically, they want to, and that's where I think the, maybe the problem's going to be. And at least for a person like me who's looking for an engaging driving experience, mm-hmm. this is, this car is going to like mostly do a lot of driving for you. Um, right. Basically building it to sell you subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if the plan is, you get in and you watch movies that you buy through their store or, you know, music or, or play you know, the or back something. or the passengers play on a PlayStation, you know, via, yeah. cause, cause yeah. they talked in the article about this. They talked a lot about it's going to have 5g. So it can be constantly updated and connected to the cloud. And that, that yeah. screamed to me, Hey, we're going to be having you like you yeah. said, subscription services. Yeah. Your and, car payment's going to be Six hundred dollars a month. <laughs> your subscriptions are going to be two hundred. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, your kid's going to be in the back. He's going to be downloading Fortnite and buying Fortnite skins. And... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was just like, "This is not a good idea." I mean, you've got um, legacy manufacturers like Ford, mm-hmm. you know, Chevy, GMC, Audi, who are getting into this i guess and and maybe to some extent it can it could be said that they've struggled yeah um and then you've got 
you know, these electronics companies who I suppose do have a command of global supply chains and building things, but Mm -hmm. they've, you know, there's not like a big dealership network. Um, You know, that most most of their, you know, televisions, it's like, well, we just offload that crap to Best Buy, you know, they deal with it. And so this is, this is asking a lot. I mean, it's your television isn't going to like kill you per se, you know, (laughs) this could kill you. (laughs) Yeah. it's not engineered well, right. it, you know, and that's, it's like every time I come back to litmus tests on, you know, cars and EV startups and stuff, I'm really excited about the concept of, you know, Rivian and, and another American brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also like, God, you know, it's really nice having an Audi dealership down the street. So when yeah. our e-trons, you know, kind of crap in the bed, we can, you guys deal with it. And right. It's, you know, 15 minutes from my house and then it's just out of mind and they deal with it. Right. Whereas it's like, okay, there's going to be a dude that supposedly shows up in a van and fixes this. In a, in a, in a day, potentially. Yeah, <laughs> when right. it's minus two out. <laughs> right. It sound like that's a good yeah, idea. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want, you don't want Brian from Sony mobile. <laughs> it's like the. Yeah, staying like, the night okay. at your house. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna buy the you're gonna buy the car at Best Buy, and the Geek Squad's gonna come out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> your your Sony car. That's, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I I I understand. We all hate car dealers <laughs> for various reasons, but yeah. there is the security blanket, and we talked about this a lot when we talked about why I bought the the 911 versus something else. Yeah. Having yeah, like, yeah. someplace reasonably close where if, you know, if something does happen with the car, or even just a check engine light that you're not sure what's going on, you can just take it in, get it looked at, as opposed to this, we'll get to you when we can, repair model of, of we'll send a guy out. It's just, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, it makes sense in terms of that's the model they're used to. Like, they sell appliances. So they're used to having, you yeah. know, that repair scheme but it it's not it's different with a car yeah it's different with a car and it's it's weird to work you know it's got to get your work it's got to get your kid to the hospital it's got to whatever it's not oh the television doesn't work today well yeah watch it on my phone it's not a low risk yeah exactly well and the thing is like the car industry is famously you know it, it has very slim profit margins overall yeah and so it's weird to me that Sony Sony wants to put in such a massive amount of capital into getting into a what is becoming a very crowded EV industry for something that is going to turn maybe a, a fairly narrow profit. I would think they'd find other revenue streams that they could, you know, capitalize I mean, on. And that's that. and that's the thing from my perspective. This this whole autonomous driving stuff, I don't I just it's, don't know that I'd buy it, man. No, it's at a least, long at way least, off. Yeah. I mean, outside of a day, highway, it's a long way off. The other day, just driving around up here, there's freaking snow and ice packed everywhere on the damn roads. Yeah. I don't even know how it's going to navigate with that. You can't even see lines, much less I'm, I'm not going to trust mm-hmm. it to know when to slow the car down when it's yeah. like, oh, I can see up ahead the roads are really shiny. That's. Mm-hmm. Normal slowing is not going to work here. We got to start. We needed to start slowing a hundred feet ago, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. like I just and and so 
for them to like get in and be like, no, we got that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, we got that. We can manufacture a car. It's like, I agree. The space is becoming super crowded. I think, I think a lot of companies are looking at Tesla and thinking, God, we, we should be able to do that. Look at they're they're worth so much money now. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. We should be able to do that. And I just I, don't know that you can replicate it. I think it was yeah. kind of Tesla's kind of a one-off. There might be mm-hmm. one or two other newcomers into the market, but by the time, you know, by the time those are established or, you know, we're 10 years into this mm-hmm. Ford, GMC, Chevy, Audi, Volkswagen, the mm-hmm. market's going to be flooded yeah. uh, with all sorts of EVs and oh, all of these at, companies. Look at what Mercedes did this year. Mercedes has come out with just as many EV variants yeah. as they have regular cars. And, and they all recognize at this point that software is important. Mm-hmm. And they're sinking all of those manufacturers are sinking ungodly sums into making sure they've got software that can update the car can kind of drive the car mm-hmm. and so i i don't know what by the time this thing gets to market those car they're going to have figured a lot of that stuff out right and sony's going to be back like tesla was in 2000 whatever six or seven when mm-hmm. they were in production hell maybe that was 2010 i can't even remember but yeah it's they're going to be in that stage when finally you know the silverados and Mm-hmm. Hummers and F one fifties and all these cars are starting to push into the market. You're probably going to start mm-hmm. seeing some decent sized SUVs yep. with long range, and people are going to be like, "I I've got a Ford dealership down the street. I've owned trucks from them for years. They've always serviced them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy this Sony thing. It's like, right. well, you know, I got a PS five at home. I'm going to let them stick with the PS five. Right. Yeah. And let exactly. that entertain me when I'm on my couch. And not in my car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for there, like, what if there's lag? What if for there's lag? <laughs> the, the early adopters, a lot of the early adopters don't have a ton of brand loyalty. They're going to the new thing to try it out. Oh, hundred percent. But when 100%. the majority of people buying cars are do have, you know, there are quite a few people with brand loyalty where it's like, I've driven a Ford my entire life. I've driven a Chevy my entire life. I know that I'm on a first name basis with my, you know, hometown Ford dealer salesman, you know, those sort of things matter. And Sony is trying to elbow their way into this space. And, you know, and I think you're right. I think a lot of these companies have looked at what happened with Tesla and they're like, oh, we can be worth a trillion dollars. Yeah, oh we God. can do that. <laughs> and they don't. They don't understand one. I mean, they. Everyone knows it's overinflated, but also, a lot of the value in Tesla is the supercharger network is heads and tails better than yeah. Any other option. Yeah, and they're and, looking at grid storage solutions, right. which could be a big deal in a in a quote green future. Yeah. If if I'm Sony, it would make a hell of a lot more sense in my mind to invest in infrastructure stuff and say, okay, well, we're not going to build the cars, but we're going to build chargers. We're going to build, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to build these sort of things that actually, you know, regardless of what car people buy, they got to use, you know, they're going to want to use a Sony charger. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing would make way more sense to me for yeah. uh, electronics company you know or or, yeah or pairing up with one of the legacy manufacturers and saying 
we can offer you a software product. Right. Uh, we'll take care of the software. Look at our software. It performs better than yours. Yeah. You know, autonomous driving or subscription stuff. We can be the backbone to that. You don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it. Um, right. I, my prediction is we may get a car. Maybe the SUV comes out. I don't think it's going to be successful and it's going to be, an, it's going to be a company that's going to dynamite several billion dollars in the process. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that we could tell them that now and then we could all <laughs> enter sure. a lottery. Yeah. And they could just give some of us a part of that billion dollars. <laughs> right, right. I know. Instead of blowing it Instead up. of lighting it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, everyone, here's a chance. Because that's, uh, like, as useful as it'll be. I really, I, I, I wish them the best. I mean, as a kid growing up, I was a big Sony fan. I had a lot of their yeah. televisions and sound systems and stuff. But this just seems Really I'd silly. be I'd be and shocked. Not, if, not a good idea. I'd be shocked if any of these cars come to market. I, I think it's yeah. It reminds me a lot of I read a book on the history of the of the car essentially, and and back in like the teens and twenties, there was this massive boom in in startup companies making their own internal combustion cars, and I mean hundreds of companies in the U.S. alone, and then you know by the 50s that had been pruned back to you know the names that we know today uh yeah. and i i yeah, get a exactly. sense of evs it's kind of the same thing right now it's 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 a gold rush into this market because they say okay well everyone needs to buy an ev car by 2030 or 2035 for you know if we can get you know a slice of that then we're going to be you know billionaires and it's like well it's yeah. not that simple <laughs> yeah yeah i agree uh, well, moving on to um, the internal combustion topic of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Evo uh, magazine, which is uh, an extremely well-regarded uh, UK-based car magazine, had their annual car of the year test. And it was a really, this is, it's always an interesting, it's beautifully shot video. If if you're, you want to go on YouTube and watch their video of it, it's, it's, I mean, similar to top gear levels of quality. Um, but they they pick a host of performance cars and then, you know, choose their car of the year. So this year they had the BMW M3 Comp competition, the Honda Civic Type R Limited Edition, the BMW M5 CS, Lamborghini Huracan STO, the Ferrari SF90 Stradale, the Hyundai i20N, the Porsche 911 GT3 Touring, and the Aston Martin Vantage F1 Edition. After their initial kind of reviews, they they narrowed their top three finalists down to the M5 CS, the Huracan STO, and the 911 GT3 Touring. And perhaps somewhat surprisingly, the M5 CS actually won. I thought this was really interesting because a lot of people have, ourselves, myself included, I won't speak for you, but myself included, have said, you know, BMW is going down, you know, mm-hmm. long pathway and have been for years and, and whatnot. And then... You look and say, okay, well, the Evo car of the year from last year was the BMW M2 CS. <laughs> and yeah. then this year's the M5 CS was it. So it's like, it made me go, well, huh, maybe BMW, I mean, aesthetically is a different question, but maybe BMW is still doing something right. But what did you think of this? Yeah, I, we talked about this, you know, and 
I, you know, I think that it's a little bit of an interesting conversation that we can have that, that I, we were having a little bit in the background when I was looking at like, oh, you know, crazy car market right now. wonder what my Tycon's worth. Is there right. anything on the market that would interest me? Right. And you had mentioned you'd pushed this and said, you know, you got to really look at this. Yeah. Think about this as maybe an option. Yeah. And it's, I kind of wonder if it's maybe it's more reflect, a reflection on myself in terms of I look at it as a car and I say, you know, they've executed, they've iterated, the formula is now perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. But I also right. kind of look at it and I think, what's new here? They, it's kind of like you said with the the swan songs with a lot of these manufacturers, mm-hmm. like we're taking it to the limit because we know we're bumping up against probably, you know, development dollars going to, you know, improve these engines. And so this is mm-hmm. kind of the last hurrah. Right. And so it, it's fun to, to see the car and, and see it be successful. Cause I agree. It's nice to see BMW doing something right, especially on the performance side, because right. I think that, you know, the M sport portion of the company obviously has got it dialed in and that maybe bodes well for their electric future. Right. Um, that they're going to be able to carry some of that philosophy forward. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I said, you know, I look at it and I'm, and I'm like, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of newness here. I've, I've looked at that car. I, I even test drove, um, an M5, what feels like eons ago, and mm-hmm. the car hasn't really changed, or but it's offering you kind of perfection of something they've iterated on for what feels like a decade at least now. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. And you know, if you're buying it for that long hold, that yeah, it's probably going to be worth some extra money, you know, and, and at some point in the future. But mm-hmm. honestly, when I really kind of came down to thinking, would I actually make a move like that? It just didn't really get me super excited, and I I mm-hmm. don't know why that is. Maybe maybe it is because I I am kind of converting a little bit to more of the you know EV interests. The what are you offering new in terms of a driving experience? Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but I'm definitely proud of the BMW legacy, and I think that's really well executed but it's not something i'd actually probably want to own so yeah that's kind of my reaction to it and that's weird but interesting yeah i'd be more i'm curious what, what yeah. your thoughts are i mean i the thing i think the difference for you are much more interested in like the new cutting edge stuff like i think and so, that, yeah, and not just fair. not just in cars like you're just you like the newest cutting edge s- sound systems and TVs and all that sort of stuff. Like you're, yeah. you're, you enjoy that stuff. And for me, at least with cars, I love that these car companies that are coming up with the apotheosis of, of their internal combustion engine experience. So like I, I've talked ad nauseum about the black wing from Cadillac, my own nine eleven that engine, you know, uh, it, it, that's probably, going to be the last, you know, version of that engine that's non-hybridized. Um, yeah. And the M5 CS continues that. I, I, to me, it's, it's an incredibly attractive proposition outside of the price, which is astronomical. It's, mm-hmm. I love the idea of, you know, an M5 that you can carry four adults comfortably. 
it's a great daily driver. And then, you know, if you get a, a, a fun back road opens up to you in your, in your daily drive, you can hoon it a little bit. And, yeah. and the fact that it's, they're, they're not making that many of them. Um, this is going to be that kind of car that like, if I see one out, if I saw this next to whatever the Ferrari du jour is of, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. At, yeah. A, at a cars and coffee, I would go over to this thing and, and be taking pictures of it rather than the Ferrari. Cause it's, and that's, it's, one, it's like a little bit of a sleeper. It's like, oh, yeah. oh shit, that, CS. And that's true. Yeah, that that's true. I think maybe what it is for me is I'm not I'm not saying, you know, like if if somebody presented me with a hey here's a GT3 allocation at MSRP, mm-hmm. I might go for it. And yeah, because in my mind, EVs, which I'm going to say in general, these. EV Luxo barges <clears throat> that are yeah. getting built today. Yeah. Just surpass what can be done with ice. You've right. got more spacious interiors. Mm-hmm. They're I mean this thing are this is not a small car. No. This is a massive car. Yeah, it's lighter than, you know, the competition, but I mean mm-hmm. not that much. It's still a big and car, so, yeah. And so I think for a 911 like a GT3, I would still say I would rather have that experience because it's a sports car. It's made it, you know, as light mm-hmm. as possible. It's impractical. So um, you're, you're going from like, what is, is it fit for purpose? Like what's the best kind of what I'm saying? Yes. So like and for a GT three, for a, a weekend sports car, you still yes, like, I would rather have an that. ice car, but for like a daily driver, get into the office comfortably, quietly, quickly, you'd rather have the EV. I think so. And that's, you know, after whatever, a year and a half of the Taycan, because, mm-hmm. you know, once you get out onto the back roads with that, it it's a monster. Yeah, it weighs yeah. a lot. It's a whale. It's still yeah. a whale. But some of these Luxo barges, like an RS7 or mm-hmm. this thing, are still big-ass vehicles, you know? Yeah. And yep. so the 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 difference is, yeah, obviously there's theater with the, the engine, and that's really cool. I'm sure it sounds great, mm-hmm. but at this point, for the well, this is mostly a daily driver. I think you're you just get a better experience now with an EV. I wouldn't want this thing for that daily driving for that purpose. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I get that. I think that's I think that's sports fair. car. I'm still gonna would rather have an ice experience like you have hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. I, I think that's fair that I did think it was interesting. The only car that had any component of an electric powertrain, which was the SF 90 Stradale was got last in the test. Yeah. <laughs> the thousand horsepower hybrid Ferrari got last. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, anyways, I, I thought that was really fascinating, but I, I love the idea of the M5 CS, you know, if, if these, I don't think they're going to depreciate, but if in five, six years, when I want to replace my daily driver, if these had depreciated enough, I'd certainly consider one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think your argument is, is, is totally fair. If, if you're, if you want to get from home to the office or to the store or whatever, and you want to be quiet and comfortable and you can smash the gas and go real quick you know just have a little bit of fun yeah 
an EV certainly makes a lot of sense. And I would be interested in if I would like to have this conversation a year if you had bought like a Sport Turismo Tycon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See if I still and feel the same way. If you still felt the same way with well, the, and God, you know, there's never anything really, ish, there's no real issues with this. I literally well, plug it in. I never have to go to the gas station. All of this kind of stuff that, you know, if you would then look at it and say, I made the right decision. I have a 911 GT3 RS, which mm-hmm. I take to the track, which mm-hmm. I take out on back rows, and that is for that. Mm-hmm. And this EV, Tycon, or whatever the hell it is at that point, right. does this other job in a much better fashion. Yeah, that's and that's I would the be curious for... if you lived with one for a year, what your take on it would be. I'm, you know, and and in full disclosure, I have never driven an EV sports car. Uh, I've, I've yeah, I still my... got to get you behind the wheel of the yeah. And I've been in a, I've been in obviously your Taycan. I've been in a Model S, um, you know. So I've I've experienced it from the passenger seat, but I haven't been the one slamming my foot on the on the pedal and mm-hmm. having that rush of excitement. So I don't have the complete experience to know, like, ah, I, I would think I would still prefer the M5 or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, be interested. I mean, eventually we'll get there, I think, mm-hmm. in time, you know, if we're still doing this podcast in five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably we'll have know. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be really curious what, yeah. what your perspective is as all of this evolves. Well, not not to not to blow our own cover, but I think eventually in the in the spring we are planning on doing a podcast recording after a morning where you drive my RS, which you haven't done, yeah. and I drive your Tycon. <laughs> yeah, and that'll help, so, kind of. That'll yeah, let the cards lit, fall where they fall yeah. where they will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we want to finish up with just kind of something. <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> so, you know, I keep uh, notes on my phone of like interesting topics that, whether it's weekly car news, whatever that that I think <laughs> might be fun to discuss. And Tucker and I share it, and so I, he yeah, can modify I it. I don't tend to modify them, but I did. Yeah, <laughs> but he did modify this one. So uh, this past week, uh, Chevy. Um, kind of following on the the footsteps of along in the footsteps of Ford with the F one fifty Lightning EV, uh, Chevy finally broke cover with their Silverado EV, which is obviously you know, the Chevy Silverado is their best selling pickup truck, and so this is going to be a huge car for Chevy in terms of getting into the EV game, and, and you and I significantly <laughs> differ on our reaction to this thing. Yeah, because when you first, I was like, no, he'll know, he'll know. And and then when you're well, you commentary, you texted me like, "Look at this ugly piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, "You were like, oh, you know, I kind of like it." And I was like, "Is he wearing a mullet and has wraparound sunglasses? Like, was he on vacation for that long?" <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> I had prototypical buyer of this truck. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. So for those of you who haven't seen it, I would encourage you to, to Google image search it. <laughs> and it's um, not that bad looking. I, so the, the front actually, I think the they did a nice job. Me off, the yeah. Side view. <laughs> yeah. I think the front, they did a pretty good, a pretty good job. Um, I mean, it looks, it looks like a Chevy Silverado, you know, it looks like a good Chevy product. The side, they have this, 
it's kind of what like part them? of the C pillar. Yeah, um, are they? I mean, I just threw out the word because I saw someone mention them as being flying buttresses. But yeah, it's. I mean, that's certainly the shape. It's like a flying buttress shape on like a cathedral. Or something. Yeah, but but the uh, the um, what it, it it it's behind the C pillar and it kind of yeah. integrates toward <laughs> to the bed of the the truck and and I actually if if you guys remember what a Chevy avalanche looks like. Yeah, no, it looks no. like a Chevy avalanche and I always that's, liked the Chevy avalanche. And that's, so like, that's oh, my point. Know. My point is that was cool mm-hmm. at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And those dudes probably still think that's cool, but here's yeah. the thing. I don't think it's cool. I think it would be like you and I going rolling around in Jenko's. and it's like why the hell is that dude wearing those does he think that's still cool and and maybe maybe it is but i just thought i know in design language with cars it's it's difficult to really own anything or have anything with you know your your legacy you know how Mm -hmm. do you communicate legacy and in and all the ways it can go wrong look at Mm -hmm. what being the murderous rampage bmw has been on with that <laughs> yeah. front grill recently right and i know the flying buttress does harken back to the av- avalanche and when i was in like whenever those came out when when i was in middle school or high school mm-hmm. i was like yeah that's kind of cool and then they didn't really do that as much anymore and it just kind of got weird mm-hmm. and um then those trucks just became old and um Owned by unique individuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, this is an they... interesting thing to put on this truck mm-hmm. for the future. But I get yeah. that it's kind of harkening back to their legacy and, and engineering. And, and obviously, they're aiming for, for a certain market. And I totally plagiarized that. That was someone on the Rivian forum said, this is the vehicular equivalent of a man with a mullet wearing wraparound sunglasses, which, if we're honest, is probably the target market for this Chevy truck. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing. So uh, I had to send that to you. I love that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I do. I get it. I, I mean, it, I, I just, I don't think I developed that. I think you're totally right. I think it is kind of a white trash mobile now, <laughs> but I is never that developed so that association. <laughs> yeah. I never developed that association. I don't know why um, I did. Yeah. I don't know why I did. It must've been a neighbor. <laughs> I still like when I see like a nicely, when I see like a nice one still running, running around out on, on the streets, which you don't see them a ton anymore. Yeah, you don't. I still am like, Oh, those are cool. Like, I still think they're cool. Um, yeah, it's, you it's know. like a Pontiac Aztec vibe for me or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, weird, weird. Yeah. <laughs> still here. I, still yeah. Here. <laughs> I did. I was just in looking at the website for, for that, where you can reserve one. I do think it's funny that even with these trucks, which, you know, are a lot of the people buying these are, are going to be, you know, the, the, my freedom kind of people. Right. <laughs> so probably. So, Probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, there's gonna be a whole, you know, obviously a wide spectrum of people buying these things. But, you know, I I think it's funny that these are all coming with like basically every like assist feature possible, like yeah, yeah, intelligent yeah. high beams, front pedestrian braking, lane keep assist. Yeah. It's like 
it's one thing that you know, it, yeah. it turns me off from EVs and a little bit. It's yeah, just no, I, I agree the complete, with you. I agree with you. It's like, I don't want to have to think about driving at all. Frankly. And, and um, I'm the opposite of that. No, and I and I totally get that. I mean, it's it's odd that this thing, to me, um, maybe it shouldn't be odd, but on the high end is like over $100,000, which is just mind-blowing in my yeah. mind. But to your point, when I was thinking like, what the, what the hell would I replace a Tycon with? And I was mm-hmm. messing on the configurator. I was basically rebuilding a Tycon with, without all of those assistance features because mm-hmm. they mostly have just been irritating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Problematic. They you, well, you take I, it into the shop and the software updates something and it bricks mm-hmm. whatever this weird device that you know takes care of lane change. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's going to be three months to get that replaced. I don't even yeah. like that assist. That feature, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's funny, and it's trickled down to everything. Like when we were yeah. on our trip, we rented. Uh, it was ended up being a Hyundai Elantra, which is a you know fairly economical. Yes, thing. I've rented those before. Yeah, and this thing, but this thing had all like it had. It didn't have lane keep assist, but it had like collision detection stuff. And it was freaking obnoxious. Like, not to go off on oh, a tangent, but like, yeah. I was I was trying to back out of a spot, and it was a busy parking lot. There's cars basically constantly going back, so I'm waiting. But the car's in reverse. I've got it in, in reverse because I'm just reversing, foot on the brake, waiting for for you know the traffic to let up. And instead of just beeping once to let you know <laughs> there's somebody behind you. It was just con- the entire time yeah. that the rear view camera had either it's a person or a car in it, at that point. it was just yeah. making one annoying constant tone. And I was just like, who is this helping? And like, then, it's just and annoying then I, that, me. And then what will happen is in all your human years of driving experience, you know, I can make it now if I go now. Right. And then you start to back up and it'll slam the brakes on you oh, when yeah. the car is like a quarter mile away. Oh, it's too close, too close. Yeah. It, that, that sort of stuff. It an you accident. Know. And, and invariably, you have to go into eight eight sub menus to turn any of it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Some poor thought out software menu. Yeah. Where the hell is this under? Oh, it was so. I was just like, and you they know. They call this lifestyle mobility. Anytime it's a lifestyle mobility menu, you're it, like, what? It, yeah, <laughs> and anytime like I see that sort of like software programming, it just it it's analogous to me of like you know in in our field in radiology, yeah. we've been told since we were Shitty artificial intelligence that program. AI was going to take our jobs, and and you see what the AI that we do have on the market yeah. does in our work and you're like, Oh no, I'm, I'm going to be able to retire before this no, stuff is yeah, <laughs> actually working. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it'll find it. Sometimes it just, not. Sometimes it, it reminds me, it reminds me of the, this car stuff reminds me that I'm like, I am going to be, yeah. I'm, gonna I'm be not going to be driving gonna, for a long time. I won't be <laughs> legally allowed to drive a car anymore by the time this stuff is like ready for basically, prime time. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so well, just, just in, you know, summary, I think, on paper, the truck looks good. They're offering the mileage. I think people are expecting. Yeah, it's like you know, they've got miles. the intelligent kind of cool, makes sense. Like we've got you know five sockets you can plug shit into, and mm-hmm. you can plug it into another car or charge your house. It's like yeah, those things all make sense with EVs. So right. it's nothing. There's nothing here that's a revelation. It's yeah, the it's execution a, looks 
pretty good. You just thought exactly. it looked like a redneck truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, but you know, to each, you know, to each their own. Like, <laughs> you want to sell EVs, you gotta, you gotta make hey, the things people want. That's why we maybe, got the maybe this That's is like we got a Taycan. <laughs> maybe this is my Oklahoma upbringing showing through the fact that I liked how it looked. <laughs> <laughs> the flying buttress. Uh, well i think that's all we had for this week is there anything else you think of bud no that's good all right well thank you all so much for listening uh we'll be back next week but in the meantime be sure to follow us on instagram at the blowout podcast um be sure to um uh, subscribe to us and leave a comment uh or review for us on on uh, itunes or podbean wherever you get this podcast and until then we'll see you next week